Welcome to day 36 of the Last Cast Lockdown. Hopefully you are doing well and staying safe. Today we decided to approach or talk about two big questions that we're seeing popping up. The first one is to open or not to open? Because like today, Georgia opened and some people are able to do lashes and do beauty services and lots, most states still cannot. So that's a big one because even if it, you can open, is it the right thing? thing right now to open. And so we're going to talk to you about our thoughts on this. We are not the final authority on any of this, but we definitely wanted to put it out there, some of our thoughts, and get you thinking this through, because it's not as simple as saying, oh yeah, we're open. Okay, it's open. There's a lot more to be going through in this process. Secondly, we're going to talk about to discount or not to discount. And I hear a lot of people throwing around, yeah, we should discount, we should discount. And we're going to throw you some of our thought process about discounting, why or why not. And then we're going to share some history with you. We've been doing this for over 15 years. We've been through the Great Recession. We've seen a lot of things, and some of the things we've done in the past, I think we'll give you a little preview of what you're going to be dealing with now. So, just two questions today that's pretty much most of focus. Otherwise, guys, thank you so much for always listening and supporting us, and hopefully, you enjoy this episode. Happy Friday, yeah. It, it, it's, it's Friday. We have to remind ourselves because today you were like, I know, it feels like, like Saturday. Saturday. I think you said like, that yesterday I did. too. It feels like Saturday. Every day it feels like Saturday because we don't really, I mean, I have a set schedule. Tusney's a little bit more loosey goosey schedule, I right? For sure, I'm loosey goosey. Yeah, just kind of going with the flow. Lush Virgo. Hey, babe. So we'll give a couple seconds here and then we're going to get into a couple things today. Uh, today, we really want to talk about some things I think a lot of people are probably wondering, like, one is to open or not to open? And then the second question is to discount or not to discount? So we're going to share our two cents on this stuff, and then we'll get into, you know, we'll always answer questions. If you guys have anything, um, did you, have, you don't have a craft today, do you? Did you bring a craft? No. Okay, no craft. <laughs> I didn't expect you to. Don't no. worry. No, no. I mean, it's been 36 days. I mean, that's hard to believe. It's been 36 days since we shut down. I know some people it's been 40 days. Some people maybe a little less, maybe 30 days. Whatever it's been, it's been a month. And that is a long time not to be generating revenue, right? And not to work and not have any set schedule. And uh, so, yeah, it's definitely a little little strange, a little surreal for all of us. So well, this. this morning I spent uh, most of my time, in the past couple of days, I did um, Lash Affairs program, mm -hmm. um, their uh, educational course, um, which was really good. Um, and I spent some time talking to Janelle about it. And, um, yeah, trying to give some feedback and stuff like that, things that we thought were great. Mm -hmm. And uh, Tussie sharing some of her is information and I guess knowledge and all that so it's that was very to cool meet with our minds yeah it was just great to brainstorm and talk and all that because you know we're like everyone else is probably thinking what can I do online now and we're in the same camp and if you're not there then I'm sure you, you're just in denial because I'm sure we're all thinking hey, how Chanel. can I make money other ways yeah I mean there's got to be more than one way now to make money and so it's very normal to be thinking that, and that's okay. So we've been there. We already had plans to move in that direction, but now, of course, they've been sped up some more, and we will be, in the coming months, 
or hopefully next two months, sharing at least some ideas of what we hope to be doing soon. But um, also, what you're taking a new class right now. What's your other class you just started doing? Ah, uh, it's Lash Happy. I'm part of the beta testers group. I'm so excited. Yeah, we're, we're probably, probably a few probably months late. Yeah. late, late anyway, Melena. She asked us months ago to take this, and because of our lack of focus, well, really, Tessa's working 10-hour days on the floor, so coming home and taking a class was not high on the priority list. But now... You have time. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of cool. So More time than I yeah. <laughs> ever imagined, right? Yeah, yeah, a lot more time. And what's cool is you have a lot of – it's a pretty – it looks very involved yeah. course. Lots of information, lots of stuff. So we'll probably you be talking about You know what I love that. about it is it's that – it's it's a la it's made for lash professionals, but it's specifically about ergonomics and, and how you can help um, – keep your fash healthy and stay in the lash game. Um, it's a super important because I struggle in the same ways that Melina did um, during uh, various times Tuss of my had career. Surgery, in fact. Yeah, I had carpal tunnel surgery, I had shoulder surgery. Those are my little scars there. The shoulder wasn't from lashes though. But it affected it, yes, right? Yes, it did, yes. So, but what's totally cool is to see this business, it's not specifically about lashes, but specifically to the lash stylist. So I just, what's cool about it is that there's so many business opportunities for all of us um, around the uh, platform of lashes. So it's really cool. Yeah. And I think once she's done with it, we'll definitely have her share uh, what she thinks about it. And if it's something you guys should be looking into, I'm almost hundred percent sure it's going to be a big thumbs up. Because we know Melana. Melana Does doesn't do anything half ass. No. It's very, you can just tell. She's put a lot She's of so love thorough. and care and very thorough. She's a sweetheart. And lots of other people really are nice. contributing. It's just not just her opinion. She actually went and got some thought leaders who um, get some feedback and stuff. So definitely. So it's not somebody just pontificating about what they think the world should be. It's like, yeah. it's good stuff. So anyhow, so we'll be going to that. Let's get into the good news of the day. And then we'll talk about links. Then we're going to talk about to open or to not open. And then lastly, to discount or not to discount. And I have a movie recommendation for you too. Hopefully these two big questions, which I'm sure a lot of you are thinking about. We're going to give you at least a little feedback, a little guidance of how we're approaching it and our thoughts. And I just want to give a heads up. Because the season we're in, there is nothing that's like 100% like, this is how it is. This is the law. This is how everything should be done. Guys, no one has been on this path before. No one has done this before. And so for anyone to come out and to say, this is how it has to be done, I think it's a little full of themselves. So don't take anything I say as, as like law or something like that. Or if I come off sounding really strong. But you Sad. Yeah, yeah. Don't, and I don't. I just don't want to be blamed for anything. <laughs> three it's all months your from fault. now, I would have been a champion if it weren't for you, Paul. No, I just think that right now we're all we're in this together. We're all trying to figure it out. And I think also sharing the ideas and talking to, about it will hopefully help us all stimulate thoughts, ideas, and how we should you know attack this and resolve it. And then try stuff. And then share our responses or how it happened and get back, regroup, and try again because that's how you succeed. It's not that you get right the first time is that you just don't give up after like the 18 times things go wrong. Yes. And then you get back up, you do it again. And like on that 19th time, it's like, Oh my gosh, that's how it's supposed to be done. So that's what we're going to be talking about that turn and say, but first we'll talk about some quick good news. It's one story. I thought this was kind of cool. I don't know if you guys have seen, but the air pollution all around the world has gone down drastically in all the major cities. They say it's gone down as much as 60% during this COVID crisis. And 
if there's something you're looking to be happy about and thankful for. That's really good news. That's wonderful news. I mean, it's great to hear. Um, the IQ Air is a global leader in air quality and solutions. They published this recently and shared this. At, of 10 major cities, they found 60% decrease in air pollution. So anyhow, this is good stuff for us. At least we're breathing a little better. LA actually was really good. And then this last few days, they said the air pollution quality went through the roof. So I don't know, maybe people, because it's sunny again, got in their cars and at least are driving around, even if they can't go anywhere, at least driving around and enjoying the sun. I don't know. But that said, the pollution quality in LA, not as so no, great, but that's life. Um, a quick review of some important links for you guys to get from our Instagram page. We have a thing called Grant watch it's a website where you can look and apply for grants or links to grants that you could get for your business your salon right now so i would highly recommend looking at that there's also a covid19 financial relief source resource guide from duke university they've went through and went by city and state and counties and list out links to all these different places where you can get financial help and resources so you definitely want to check that out if you're still looking like maybe you didn't get the ppp even the new one just got i believe was it signed today i don't know if it was signed by um trump but i know it was definitely approved by both houses so that money is coming very soon. And just another tip, if you didn't hear us before, definitely go and just sign up now. Like if you didn't already have it done, just get that paperwork in now because they're just collecting paperwork right now. And and even if they can't process it, the sooner you get that in, the quicker you'll get into that list. And the one place I've heard from at least a couple of people where it's a good place to go, the uh, PayPal seem to be very friendly towards really small businesses as opposed to big banks like B of A and Wells Fargo seem to be going with more I guess you could say bigger companies. So I would definitely look into that. And then lastly, Strategies has a COVID-19 resource link. It is literally pretty much cool. anything and everything you need to know about resources for you and your business, your salon, everything from steps to reopening to links for pages where you can get information, anything you need. I've looked around a bunch of companies who've had link pages. The PBA, the Professional Beauty Association, has one. And I saw Sola Salons had one. There's a bunch of them have them, but I really like strategies the best. So that's the one we have the link for. So check that out. So let's get into to open or not to open. And I just have a few thoughts on this. This is not a big um, thing. Well, to go for it. But I'll give you a few thoughts. First, the most important thing is it has to be allowed in your state, county, and your city because there are many layers to this. Your state may say, can't do it. Uh, but your city, well, actually, the city of Kent then. But the state may say you can. Like, for instance, I know Texas came online later than the cities. Like, Dallas had closed down all businesses well before the state had come in and said you can't work anymore. So it just depends on your region. So you need to make sure that not only is your state saying it's okay, but you want to make sure your county and that your city also is approved for you to be working. You don't want to be breaking a law. You don't want to be doing oh, – it's not really law, I should say, because I don't think they've actually passed laws on this. But you can get into certain trouble if you are doing this. And I think ethically speaking, it's um, a bad move for you to be opening your business when you've been told in the better good or better thoughts for the whole or better what I'm trying to say for the community, the right thing to do is to be closed. So with that said, you got to consider what is that. So that's the first thing. And if it's all say closed, then you don't have a choice. You right now should remain closed and continue to look at the other places to get financial help, like we said. Then the second one is 
to be basically making sure you're taking all the precautions that you can and that you've actually set up all the precautions, not just thought about it, like, oh, yeah, it'd be good to have wipes. It'd be good to have masks. It'd be good to um, basically do all these things, have gloves and to have um, sheets that I change and all this stuff. Yes, that'd be all good, but I haven't really taken the time to plan for it. So are you saying that we should be planning for that this week or before we go? Right now, what do you think? I, we went ahead and bought... Um, the hand wipe sanitizers, like the alcohol wipes that you that kill the virus. I was reading about what's really best for cleaning and cavicide. Um, yeah, not cavicide, but well, there's a bunch of them. You know, cavicide I think was all sold out. But I found uh, a couple different options. As long as it's a certain percent, I think it's seventy percent or seventy five percent alcohol percentage. Um, alcohol kills the COVID uh, virus. I was just reading about today. Good news, alcohol, rubbing alcohol kills the virus. So it's something as simple as that. It doesn't have to be something, you know, more expensive like well, the cavid. Uh, yeah. Sorry, all of a sudden my mind went blank. But um, can't find alcohol anywhere, rubbing alcohol, isopropyl alcohol. I've been, like, haunting our local CVS. Like, when, it, when shipments come in, when are you going to get any in? And... It has been dismal since this whole thing started. So I finally found some isopropyl alcohol through an electronics parts uh, website, which actually came in just a couple of days. Uh, they they sell it. It's a seventy percent mix with ionized water, which is fine. But um, I think seventy percent is kind of the breaking point. Seventy percent. If you get seventy percent higher, this virus will be destroyed by the alcohol, at least from. Current today on April 24th. Of course, these things change every tomorrow. day. We tomorrow, like, no, just, that's yeah. to be 75 or 90% alcohol. But for today, right now, at least what I've read, 70% is adequate to killing the virus. So if you can get the wipes, and I've ordered actually the wipes twice now because I just went online, bought some wipes um, that were alcohol, uh, 70% alcohol. And then I went today and bought some more because I want to have a back stock of this so that when we get going, I don't have to be worrying about and we may do a lot of wiping also. I just don't know how many we're going to be using in the beginning. So, and the important thing is after you wipe, you got to let it sit for a while and let it dry out on its own. And that's how the virus is killed versus you wiping it and then take a towel and wiping it. You can't do that. So anyhow, you have to think about all these things. We have masks. I actually realized we need to order some masks. Hopefully there's masks available, like not the COVID, uh, not the 95, 95s, but just regular like medical type masks where, you know, the old school ones that everyone sees. Uh, so those masks are cheaper and usually more readily available. And I don't feel like we're taking them away from medical professionals. So we're looking into that. Also wanting to make sure that we have our air purifier. We have a Rowinta air purifier. If you've listened to us before, we've talked about this. The Rowinta. It's, a, it's really a great product. It it's like oh, two, no, $300. And it really, it takes 99% of all the things that are in the air out. Viruses, um, because it has a HEPA filter. You want to make sure that you get one that actually has a filter instead of ionizing the particles. But not just HEPA. It has even this other filter, yeah. I what it's called. It's like, it has like seven filters on it, and it really cleans the air exceptionally well. And it will help you, too, if you struggle with getting reactions to the glue where you get a runny nose. Um, this will actually help take out all those fumes from the glue, too. Those of our staff who were sensitive or had occupational rhinitis, which is the cold symptoms, um, the uh, filter in the room 
completely cut down on, yeah. on, on the symptoms of that. So it's a really good investment. It's a great investment. So getting that, ordering that now. Um, looking into alternative payment systems. Maybe you want to use Zelle or PayPal. I know some people are saying Venmo. problem with Venmo is that Venmo doesn't take any fees. I don't think Zelle does either, but at least it's a legal way to transfer money between banks that's been set up. Um, Venmo is not meant to be paying for services. And uh, basically, at least, I know last year at one point, Venmo was beginning to crack down on companies that were people that were using Venmo to pay for services and back charging you for credit card fees. So, uh, but I would look at the Zelle, looking into PayPal, you can set that up and, and try to get your, if you have a machine that can do where they just put the card next to it and then it automatically reads it, reads it as opposed to you to. having to touch it or slip it into a slot or something like that. Trying to eliminate as much as you can all possibilities of touching anything. Obviously, you're going to be doing their lashes, going to be touching their face and that sensor around their head, but you can still limit everything as much as possible so you're not transferring um, basically um, virus, potential virus to other people. And the credit card machine is one of those places. Or if you have to and you can't set it up, at least wipe it down afterwards with alcohol just to make sure that you're not passing on any potential contaminants. Um, other things, you know, making sure that you have, you know, towels and sheets ready to remove and clean between every client. Make sure, maybe you want to do changing gowns. Maybe you want to um, definitely remove the magazines or anything that they can touch and cross-contaminate between clients. So if they basically are in the waiting room, oh, first off, that's the other thing too. I've been seeing a lot of salons saying this, that they're going to do this. Not having anyone in your waiting room. Just close the waiting room. It is not allowed for anyone to come in. They have to sit in their car until they're ready to have their service done. And then you text them and say, I'm ready for you. And then they can come up. Because what, again, you don't want is multiple people in your salon breathing on each other because we find out this thing's very contagious. So the best way to avoid that is just put the person out and tell them, hey, when you get here, I will text you, give you a heads up that, hey, in two or three minutes, we're going to be ready for you, you know, depending on how far they have to walk, and just let them know that. So that's another thing you can do. Just have that set up and let them know ahead of time that you're going to do that. So that means writing emails, saying text, and all that. Trying to figure this all out. Make sure you have solutions to wipe with and all that place. And then let's see what else. Oh, gosh, there are a bunch of other things. But that all said, that should give you a good idea. There's a lot to still figure out, right? It's not just something open tomorrow, back to business as usual. Like, you need to sit down and think about how this is all going to happen, how it's all going to play out, and then really make sure you set up the systems and that you communicate this to your guests. So you should send an email out. Then I'd follow up when you start booking them, having a text that explains exactly the whole process. I know for us... Our tax is going to explain that when they arrive at our salon, we're going to have a little area outside our door where they are going to have a hand sanitizer. There'll be a mask, and then we're going to have these little footies that they're going to put on their shoes, and then they can come into the salon and be serviced. And we are going to tell them, please come only on time. Do not come early. A lot of times clients in the past would come in early, read magazines, no have more a coffee. Magazines. All that stuff's gone. So right now, the only thing we're providing are the best lashes in the world, and that's it. We're not going to be providing all these other little things that they sometimes got used to. So we're going to say, please just come on time, and we're going to station or stagger the appointments far enough between so that we don't have to worry about overlapping. I was uh, overhearing you when you were listening to the um, strategies uh, talk, and they were interviewing. Um, uh, was it Van Council? I no, we weren't interviewing him, but they, they were referred talking to about, him. Yeah. He, he's a, a well-known many chains of, of hair salons, and the, the rules that they're requiring um, for their clients for hair is that 
they come already shampooed. There will oh, be right. no, there will be no drying. There will be no, no washing. Um, so, and it's not going to be like this forever. They're stressing that so that um, people don't freak out. But in order to get the most people in and out, and to be have a least amount of amount of contagion um, or cross contamination, they're requiring this. So it's going to be, it's. It's gonna, gonna be different. It's, it's gonna be different. People are gonna be used used to it. I mean, not used to it. They'll they'll get used to it because everybody else is gonna be doing this. By the way, you're going to be uh, calming their fears the more you do. All right. Mm. So you're not gonna be playing into fear by saying, "Hey guys, we have all this." stuff we set up to protect you and take care of you. I mean, well, that's the other thing. We're going to do temperature checks when people first walk in. We still haven't gotten our thing in the mail, but as soon as it gets here, in hopefully theory. it works. And we get in time, we're going to do a temperature check just to make sure that at least no one with a fever comes in. Uh, you know, not everyone who has COVID has a fever. In fact, Tustin, one of her closest friends had the COVID and she's fine now, but she didn't have a fever at all. So. No, no, no. She and her daughter got it, and um, her husband did. Her husband was asymptomatic, yeah. but um, she so, didn't get a fever. Yeah, she didn't get a fever, so it's it's different. So it's not like 100% guarantee someone walks in with no fever and you're somehow safe. There are a lot of people, as we're finding out now, that carry this virus, had no symptoms whatsoever, and there's no way to really stop that. So all you can do your best is minimize the amount of contact that happens while in your salon. So that means, obviously, doing all the things we just said we're going to do and communicating over-communicate, by the way. Whenever you communicate, whether you have staff or your clients, don't think that just one communication is done and you can walk out and you're fully off the hook. You need to find multiple ways. So, for instance, doing the email. Then when you book them, tell them over the phone. If you call them, I suggest rebooking everyone via phone. I know it's more time-consuming, but it's going to be better and you're going to be more effective, I think, in finding ways to move things around. And also, they want to hear from you and it shows that you care. Then... Follow up with an email that you pre-make and you just maybe change in the times and you send them the email saying, by the way, here are some of the practices where you're doing to, to make ensure your stay is safe and um, you know, all that. And just come up with a full system. But write those now. Get that all done now. The dates can change. You know, you're like, hey, we're opening on one week. We're opening in two weeks. We're opening in three weeks. Whatever it is, the dates can change, but the system can be put in place so and that you you're ready to go. start thinking about that now. Yeah, and, and not just think. Do. Like, Put this on the calendar. Have this done by Monday. Have the email done by Tuesday. Have the text done by Wednesday. That way you kind of pace yourself. You have to get all done in one day. You could, but you can at least have targets to have these each of these steps done so that when you're ready to go, you're ready to go, and you're not caught trying at the last second, run around, order stuff and all that. Order stuff now. Get your supplies now if you haven't already. Get all these things in line so that you know two, three weeks, whatever it is, you're ready to roll, ready to start making money, and I think you're going to earn a lot of points from your clients. So the next thing to decide when you're trying to decide to open. So first, you got to be allowed to. Like the city, state, county, all that says cool. Next, you've taken all the precautions. you prepared. You've actually set yourself up with all the systems and that you feel like I have done the best that you can. So you don't feel any guilt, right? Because it's not, I mean, it's not going to be like all of us are going to do lashes and not, no one's going to get sick. At some point, someone's going to get sick and you want to know that, hey, oh, I did everything possible. So if you get that call, you can at least not feel like I'm a horrible person because I was careless or didn't, didn't do my best. So I was talking to my girlfriend. She doesn't live in California. She lives in Colorado. And she said, um, she's like, my na- she was explaining that her neighbor got sick. And she's like, I'm pretty sure that we gave it to her. You know, and they're trying to figure out. She's like, I'm pretty sure it was the dog because they just got a dog and the dog goes crazy for everyone's got long hair. 
And she's just like, can't figure out how, but she's like been riddled with guilt because she's like, I am positive we gave our neighbor this. And she's like, it just feels awful. She's like, I'm almost better. Um, it's just that every now and then she gets into these coughing fits and she's like mortified to be like out in public somewhere coughing uh, with everyone looking at her. So I, it, anyway, I just say that to say that it, it is a, a guilty feeling if you feel like you've infected somebody. She's And that's sleep a over perfect sweat segue into the last thing to think about. And it's now comes down to personal choice. Just because your state says you should open doesn't necessarily mean you should open. If you feel like one, like, I do not feel safe. I do not feel like it's a right way to uh, the right thing for my clients. I don't, I have a lot, maybe you have a lot of elderly clients like we do. And you feel like you're potentially risking their lives by having to come in. Well, then don't open. <laughs> like you have to have a conscience. You have to make your own decisions. Everyone is different and you don't have to feel pressure to open just because everyone else is. Mm-hmm. I know some people financially, it's not a choice and that's okay too, by the way. You have to eat, you have to pay your bills and a lot of people are going to be suffering financially and in other ways that can tr- uh, struggle with their health, where it's mental health, where it's um, eating, like food, all those things can be a big problem because you're closed for two months, three months, and all of a sudden you have nothing to take care of your family. Maybe the government dropped the ball on you and you didn't get any of the financial assistance. And all of a sudden you're wondering like, how am I going to get by? So I get it. If you have have to, to, you you have have to. to. And by the way, no one's right. I don't think there's any right or wrong in this. This is uncharted territory. None of us have ever been here. We don't know exactly all the details about what's happening. The numbers of the virus go up and down where it's super contagious, but it's not as deadly as we thought. Now it's more deadly and maybe not as contagious. Now the virus can last for this long, but now it's this long. There's like it get, like it changes almost every day, and so we 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 do the best with the information that we can t- have and be the most responsible that we can with that time and make our decisions and and go with it. So um, I think we um, so that's our two cents. It's a personal choice. I d- I would not blame anyone who says, well, I went and did it because they said it was okay. And I was prepared. I did all the stuff. I really made sure we had high sanitation standards, and we opened and we took care of our clients. And I'll be like, that's all good. Gloss Eyelash Studio poses a very good question. She asks, do you think that we should rewrite a new consent form? That's a very good question because, in fact, I was talking to Tush today saying, there, here's the thing that's going to possibly happen, and this, this is where the lawyers can come in and kind of make a mess of things, but what if you are, you know, you open your salon, and it's illegal, like you're allowed to, but you do pass on and someone gets sick and worse, someone actually dies because they come to your salon. Will they be able to take that and pen that on the person who passed on the disease? Well, I think that what we should for sure avoid doing is avoid guarantees. Like there is no way that you're going to get sick if you come to my salon. Yeah. I've seen other people posting this in the very beginning when they were ordering products. Some people may, were making claims like there is no way you could possibly get sick from ordering from us because of the con- the the precautions that they were taking. But yeah. why why open yourself up to that liability? Yeah. I wouldn't I would not claim that they would not get sick. I mean, it's a risk. Of going out, living risk of is a going risk. Going out, there there's risks to it. So I wouldn't make any claims like uh, coming to my salon. I guarantee that I uh, sanitize perfectly every time, and that you will not get sick because you can't. You can't. But you can say I'm doing everything that I can that's possible, humanly possible, to 
um, prevent contagion, uh, co- to prevent transfer. These are the policies and these are the things that I'm going to be doing for you, but don't make a guarantee on it. I don't know if you have to change the consent form. I don't, I mean, because the truth so. is, then, then we'd have to do this for the flu and we have to do it for every other possible disease. I think as long as you're sharing what you're doing and be transparent, like these are all the steps we're doing to take care of you yeah. and to protect you, of course, you know, you, it's always, you're always at your own yeah, risk. Like but, at the end, your own risk. but I don't, I don't think I didn't say, Oh, please sign this form saying that you're not responsible. If you die under my care. <laughs> it's like- now let me just tell you something <laughs> about that. I had, um, I had a, I still have a lot of attorneys, um, a lot of from the city, city attorney's office and the district attorney's office. And one of them who actually became a judge, she, she told me what she used to do when she was signing a, a consent form, um, uh, for arbitration or whatever, what she would sign, it looked like she was signing her name, but she would write, do not consent on there. Okay. So just a little sidebar. If you have something where you are requiring their consent, I want you to take your eyes and verify it's a signature and a date instead of the words do not consent or something like that, just so that you're aware of what, what the client is putting out there or not, just so FYI. You're saying that they should write do not consent? When they no, sign I'm saying something? you can do whatever you want. You can sign your name if you consent. You can sign do not agree or do not consent if you don't. Okay. But some people do that. So if you require their consent, I want you to visually look at and make sure that they've actually signed it with their signature instead of saying something like do not consent, right? Okay. Just FYI. So back to, you know, in the end, I, I don't think uh, we would not advise having a form saying that. One, that you're just creating more work and more I think fear. scaring people too. Yeah. You're going to create a little fear. What's like, the wait. Point? I, I mean, I don't think there's much legal standing. Can we be held liable? I mean, what? For passing on for diseases passing that on. we can't see. And Only if you-, you say you cannot get sick. Yeah, if you guarantee just, it, yeah, then you're just really in trouble. Kind of like with advertising, we can't guarantee that a cosmetic or a treatment is going to change anything. We have to say use language like it, it benefits, it, it, it causes the, uh, affects the appearance of, yeah. it, you know. It doesn't say change, you know, because if you do say this will grow, your hair, you know, you're going to be in trouble from, um, you know, you can be in trouble from government bodies or for making false for claims making that, claims. You, so that just, are not scientific or can be proven. So just don't make any claims. Like this is the cleanest salon ever. Unless yeah, you I, just, I think you just say, look, we are doing these steps to clean yeah. the salon. That's it. And just put that in your email, put that in your text. By the way, that's going to stand up for you. So if there were any question, I think they say, well, look at all the things we did. We literally went over the moon to make sure that our salon was safe. We didn't have um, careless um, practices. We actually were very purposeful when we went through all these things. And I think if someone still gets sick, I, I imagine there are going to be people that are going to try to test this and they're going to try to sue companies for not treating. I mean, I, I actually they're gonna heard about They're going to be able it. to have – they're going to have a, a hard um – it's going to be hard to prove that they got it from you. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we've seen some stories of workers were complaining and saying they're not going to come in because of unsafe work practices. That's a different thing. And as an owner, if you have staff, it is your responsibility to make sure you give them all the protection and all the tools they need. And if you can't do that, then you should not open. You should just say, guys, I'm sorry. I'm lagging. I'm behind the eight ball. I got to get more stuff. I'm buying that stuff. It's not here yet. But until we have everything in place, meaning like 
face masks and maybe gloves for your staff and having all the other things that you think, you know, from the hand sanitizers to stuff for the, the counters to everything in place, you should probably wait and say, I'm sorry, guys, as much as we want to open, we can't. All right, the next thing we're going to talk about is to discount or not discount. And I'm going to come down pretty strong on this one because I just feel like there's a lot of fear right now. When we act, when we're in fear, we tend to devalue ourselves. We tend to say, well, I'm scared, so everyone else must be scared, so I must be worthless. So don't pay me anything for my services. And I just don't think that is going to be the way you want to go with this. Your clients have been gone from four, six, eight weeks possibly by the time they get back in, maybe longer. Maybe some hadn't been in for a couple of weeks before you close. So really, when this is all said done, it could have been 10 weeks since their last reservation. And they haven't been spending their money on anything. They've been staying home, working, you know, maybe hopefully it's still working in some way. And so they understand they're going to have to come back and get a new set. They're not in their minds thinking, well, this better be cheap or I'm out the door. I'm going somewhere else, guys, because I'm going for the cheap lashes now. That is not the way people are thinking. They're thinking, wow, it's been eight weeks. I, my lashes look like crap. I need a new set. I understand. It costs more. It's going to take two, three hours to get that new set. Why would they all of a sudden be like, but you better give them to me cheap. That's not what they're thinking. They're not thinking that. No, they're not. We are, but they're not thinking that. So. We're scared they're not ever coming back. We're scared that the economy is crap. We're scared that everyone is afraid. And by the way, that is more likely. Some clients are just not going to come back because they're scared to come back. They want to wait until things are a little bit more clean or more safe. And there are people who've lost their jobs. And you know what? No matter what discount you give them, they're out of a job, guys. They're probably not going to spend the money, even if you say the lashes are half off. And by the way, if you do half off, at that point, how are you going to pay your bills with half off? If anything, some of you maybe put off paying your rent for a month or two, and all of a sudden now you get clients in half off. You're not going to have the funds to be able to pay this month's rent or anything from the past because you discounted. And discounting is not necessarily the best way to go. It might be better to keep your prices at home, have 10 clients at full price, than have, you know, 13 clients at discount. You could be working like a dog. You could be working like a and dog. And you've made so much progress to, to get your skills and, and your prices up to, up to speed. I, I would resist lowering oh. the prices. Yeah, I heard this once. We heard Wait, this. Wait, yeah. can I just say yeah. shout out to Lash Nerd, who has done all this homework and get, gotten all her masks and table covers and everything. So yeah, good Lash job, Nerd's got her wipes and done everything. So she's already ready for the opening. So that's awesome. That's good yeah. to hear. And, you know, here's the thing. It's like if they came, lashes make everybody look more beautiful. And haven't we heard our clients say, I'll give up everything. I'll give up my nails. I'll oh, give yeah. up eating food. I'll just eat ramen and beans and rice before I give up my lashes. It's like the la we all know that the lashes have power. And people like to feel pretty. So when they have that money the business will return again. I mean, we built our salon. We're probably one of the few people around in our industry who built a salon in the middle of the Great Recession. We opened in 2006, and within two years, the Great Recession recession hit, and we got through it. In fact, we grew during the Great Recession, and we hired our first staff in 2009. One year after the Great Recession, we hired our first team member. So it's not like the this downturn is going to be the end of our industry. It may feel like it. We've never... 90, I bet you 98% of our industry doesn't even know what it feels like to be in a recession while building a lash business because most people came in this industry in the last two or three years. I think, uh, what was it, the Bella Lash said, I think, I forget, it's like 40, 50, 60% of the people have, are two years or less in our industry. So yeah. 
It makes sense that you're going to project things that way you think it would be, what most likely makes sense. And while, yes, I do believe there will be a downturn, I don't think we're going to see skyrocketing growth during this time, but we won't see it completely disappear overnight too. One thing I heard once during serious business, I heard, I don't remember who said this, but he said, get your mind out of your client's wallet. Get your mind out of your client's wallet because that's what we do all the time. I tell our our staff this, not all the time, but I would tell them once in a while, especially when we're talking about sales because a lot of people would start saying, well, my client can barely afford lashes. How how do you think she's going to afford to buy product? So I get it. It is difficult, but you're thinking from your perspective how much money you're... Not from theirs. Even if they are on a budget and they come and see you, it's like... You give them options because a lot of times they might have budgeted for that and saved, even though they can't or shouldn't be used in our mind, shouldn't be using our services. Um, they budgeted and made that a priority. So anyway, when we're afraid because of what we think that they can or can't, can't afford, we take that choice away from them. So I think it's important to give them, not give them all the information and not judge a book by its cover or think that we are in control of their wallet or know what's best for them. You should just give them the information and let them choose. Let them choose. And by the way, when you call them, don't call and say, hey, I'm calling from Integrity Lash. This is Paul. How are you doing? Oh, great, great. Um, I was just checking to see you didn't want book in their appointment did you i mean don't lead them off like that. no no we we actually see that i would see that happen in our front desk where we would kind of not lead we would be so passive and so apologetic and so unsure of ourselves that we would just give them a free out even if they were on the ball like well maybe oh they took that like a sign like wow paul was kind of half ask asking me and that seems like a good reason to say no so no, i'm out that. and that's not the way we want to do things no 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 don't oh, don't okay. touch that sorry. <laughs> and so sorry touch was about accept an invitation into our room and we would have been interviewing someone sorry. so we're not doing that right now so you just want to be confident you want to say hey this is paul from terry lash excited to hear from you guess what we're opening on this day and i want to get you in i have a couple of dates for you to choose from hopefully one of these works for you boom that's it Keep it simple, keep it straight. Or if you need to chit chat for a second and check in how they're doing, that sounds fine. Have that connection, make that personal connection. That's great, especially if you're a single operator, you get to do that a little bit more. If you're a big salon, you're gonna be plowing through a lot more numbers, so probably won't have that same luxury. But I just think that really being confident and sure yourself is the key. And leading them in the conversation. They're waiting for you to lead them. You know, don't, it's like remember when we were in high school or junior high and like some boy. <laughs> Would call you and, and would just be like... That'd be me. No, this is like way before text. Maybe things have changed now. I don't know. <laughs> Life has changed well, a lot since I was Back was then, kids. back in the olden days, yes. if somebody would call you... Back in the 90s. And, and they wouldn't be able to lead the conversation. They'd just be like, hi. Hey. Uh, I was just calling to say hi. And then you'd have to lead the conversation. It's so frustrating, right? That well, has never been my problem. <laughs> no, it's not. It's never been his problem. I, but what I'm trying to say is that don't be that that person. If you're calling them, you have a goal to get them in the books. Just move to that goal immediately. Don't. I mean, of course, have small talk, but you don't. Don't yeah. wait for them to be the ones to say. So, what can I do for you? And waiting for. Yeah. 
And last nerd just jumped in here and said, want the recession-proof your schedule? Be okay with slow and steady and brace for full books down the road. Yes. If you're booked yes. to the gills, great. If you're slow, it's okay. Build those relationships solid. Very good advice, yeah. my friend. It's going to take time, and, and it may take time to get back to normal. And by the way, if you weren't busy beforehand, don't expect to open up and be busy now. That, that, that would be silly. You're just going to have to get back to work. And this is where becoming a better marketer is really important because you're going to have to get your message out there and find ways to do it. That means getting a website. That means learning how to do emails. That means learning how to communicate through social media and get your Yelp page fully done and using different methods, getting business cards out there, meeting with people. So we'll talk about that another time later. Um, one thing too, I want to encourage you guys with this little quick story. Back in 2013, uh, we basically had a walkout. A lot of the gals left. A lot of our clients were leaving, but we had just raised our prices and we went from 80 bucks to $85 a fill. And that felt like um, a big increase at the time. It's not. It's really small. But everybody had gone, and we were tempted to be like, should we lower our prices? We lower our prices because everybody else did. Actually, we went everybody from ninety-five. We, went from, we did do. Actually, I'm sorry. We went from eighty to ninety-five dollars. That's right. And they all left. And so they lowered their and they prices. Lower their prices. And they're down. like, yeah. yeah. They're like, we're going to take all these clients away. And so the temptation for us at the time was to match that and say, well, if their prices are eighty, we should go back to eighty. And we chose not to. And I thankfully, you know what? So it was the didn't. right decision to do. While, yes, we did lose a lot of clients because we were not set up. Mm -hmm. Our systems were in place. We didn't really have good connections with they a lot of clients. They were following the stylist, not the salon. Yeah. And that was because our we, fault. as management, didn't have our hands on them throughout that whole We experience. didn't build so good connections we, with so them. So we made changes. And so now, or before we, we closed... People had a relationship with the salon and with us, and and the, so even if the stylist left, they would still stay because yeah, we lost. I think we lost seventy percent in twenty thirteen, and after that point on, whenever someone left, we lost maybe ten to twenty percent. That was yeah. it. When any client and team member left, they would take maybe at max twenty percent of the clients, except for one person who left, and we literally gave her her, her all the clients. So that See, was not a big. It deal. might be easier. I know it is easier as a single practitioner if you want to grow your your business to be more hands off with your staff, and that's the mistake, the biggest mistake that I made when I first started because I was looking for people who are complete go getters and had that ability to. Um, just be a star without much training or much much intervention from 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 my part. Um, but what happened was that there was none of my DNA or the salon's DNA in that relationship with the client. So when the stylist left, people are like, "Why? Of course I'm going to follow you. You're my girl." So anyway, it, it seems like an easy easier thing to do because you don't have to handhold as much or train or invest. But long term, for your business and the security of it, it's really better to invest a little bit into those relationships so that the clients will relate to and, you. And we won't go to that now. That's a whole other episode. There, and there's a lot you can do. And just saying this, I think it's going to be a little, um, not give you a lot of information. There's so much you can do to build loyalty to your company. And that comes from, I would say, strategies, team-based culture model. And it's a totally different way of doing business. Can't explain it right now. If you want to, go to one of our former episodes. Just look at team-based pay and episode. And you'll see that's how you build a salon that will give you the loyalty where people will stay with you versus bouncing around and going to anyone that they feel like because you built someone else's business. So Nell Kaz asks, how many employees left in 2013? Um, we had a total, um, let's see, we had seven, eight, nine. I think we lost four. 
uh, let me think, five, five, six, five or six people I think we lost over a period of like three or four months. And then we basically yeah. had brought in some people part-time and all that. And we had went from having, I think, seven or eight full-time people. And by time January, that like eight, nine months later, we were down to Tusney, three? who then got injured. And then we had, That's when I had the show, three right? other people working and two of them were part-time. So we had one full-time, two part-time, and Tusney, and Tusney couldn't work because she got injured. Those were dark days. Those were dark days. We went from doing like $70,000 a month in business, and we dropped down to like $25,000, $30,000. And that was with Tusney working like 12-hour days, six days a week, even sometimes Sundays. That was a trial that I do not want to ever Yeah. No, that was hard. But anyhow, that said, we raised our prices, and we kept them even in the – despite the fact clients were leaving at that time. And then another time, I just want to share, in 2015 and 16, we doubled our rates. We went from being basically around 40, 45 an hour. Um, when you add it up, we had our, all our appointments at one point were like two hours, and we're paying like 85, 95 bucks an hour. So it was only like 40-some bucks for a service, and that was way too low. So over the period of time, we raised it and got it up to being $82 or $81, I think, an hour. And that took us four in- prices increases over a period of like 24 months, so two years. So every six months, we bumped it up another 10, 15 bucks, and we did that over a period of two years. And you would think everyone left. You would have thought everyone's gone. Nope. We lost maybe five, 10% of our clients during that time, just doubling our prices. So I say all, both these stories to you to let you know that while you're tempted right now to lower your prices and just go just bottom of the in. barrel and just to get them back in, even though you know they all want back in, that's probably not the best strategy. And so Basically, this is another way to look at. By the way, I was going to say, if you think lowering your prices, I think I said this earlier, um, is going to keep them and they lost their job or, or there's a bad downturn in the economy and you think somehow lowering your prices is going to be the way you keep them, that's not. People, prices are relative. People don't think about price. They think about value. That's what they care most about. And if they feel like they're getting the most value from you, they're going to stay and they'll pay whatever it takes. We've paid for things that we really never should have paid for at times because it was way too much money. It's like, but this was so much better. So we decided to go with it. We weren't looking for the cheapest deal. We were looking for the best deal. And the best deal often means paying a lot more. So don't worry about that stuff. Keep your prices up. Well, I would do this. I would start booking your appointments and calling people when you're ready. Like, when you know, hey, I can open in two weeks. So that next week you say, okay, in two weeks it opens. So I'll call them one week out and we'll start booking the appointments. And if you're calling them and say, hey, I'd like to book an appointment, and you start seeing over and over and over clients like, no, 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 no. Okay, that's a sign that something's wrong, okay? And it could be a few things. And I would also ask them why then. Don't just say, hey, I'm here to book. You know, I'd like to get you in this week. Um, does this or this work? And they're like, no, no, thank you. I, I'm not going to book right now. Don't just go, oh, okay, and hang up. Ask them why. It's okay. I know it feels awkward, but there's the pig making her monster noises. It's okay to ask why. Okay we to always ask. ask why. This is how you learn about things that you can grow through. And yes, some clients may, most of the time, they're n- almost no one's going to tell you because it's money. Usually the euphemism for money is, I need to take a break. That's the euphemism for money. If they say those things, though, they're trying to preserve their relationship with you so that they can come back sometimes. Uh, if they're like, if if they're having that conversation and they're talking with you politely, it still means that they want to. It's possible that they they don't want to hurt your feelings. They yeah. still want to come back. Yeah, they lost their. Maybe their husband lost their job. Maybe they lost their job. Maybe they right now are just too scared to go out. I think clients will probably say that. I do think some clients will say, "Well, right I'm now scared. I just don't feel it's exactly safe." My husband safe. won't let me go out. Yeah, I had clients telling us 
towards the end. Like my husband doesn't want me going out. So that makes sense. There will be some people will be open about it. But if you see an overwhelming amount of clients and they won't say why or if everyone says, well, you know, I just need to take a break. You might also need to start considering other things. Like maybe it's not the price anymore. Maybe you weren't that amazing after all. Like you yeah. didn't blow them away so much that they're going to come back and be loyal. They're just like, well, you know, when give, shove, give, you know, push comes to shove, I can go somewhere else. For example, if you call them, this was a practice that we did for people who had new sets. We tried to call them within 24 hours and see how they're doing. If they didn't want to book again, um, usually that's an indication that we didn't wow them. We yeah. missed the mark somehow. So, I mean, the biggest indication is their willingness to rebook. Now, they'll tell you, oh, I don't have my schedule yet. But if you follow up with that and they still don't have the schedule oh, they don't answer yet, the phone. <laughs> you might want to ask, did I miss the mark? Was yeah. there something that I could have done differently? If you demonstrate your your willingness to work with them about it, it might give a, be giving them a free touch-up or something like that. They're, they're, they may be more likely to uh, tell you the, so that you really get to the bottom of that question, like what was it that I didn't do or I missed so that you don't so that you can keep them? Yeah, I mean, you just got to be honest with yourself and say, if they're not wanting to book again, maybe my service wasn't all that amazing. Maybe my customer service wasn't that amazing. Or maybe the booking process, something along the chain broke down and they didn't feel like they needed to book with you. And that needs to be where you need to be really honest with yourself and say, you know what? Maybe there's something wrong with me as a pig now is now licking and attacking me. And so it's really important for you to have those conversations because that's how you're going to learn. That's how you're going. She's digging on my back. <laughs> she wants so bad to be part of this uh, podcast today. So I think you guys just need to be, be able to have those talks. Now, one bit of good news I heard today that was actually encouraging, that was really kind of neat to hear. And this was from a salon because, as you know, Georgia, I think it was today, went ahead and said, you can start doing lashes and hair and all that today. I think it was today it started. If not, it's the next day or so. And while I think a lot of people are like, eh, I'm not ready for that. That's a little soon. I know there are a lot of people who are totally excited just to be able to make money. You're going to literally have the pig like snort into the microphone. <laughs> okay. Um, so this one salon, they said that already they are so overwhelmed with calls. Now there's a hair salon. Overwhelmed with calls and requests to get hair. They're actually hiring two stylists. It could be we have a little bit. Um, I mean, this could be a preview. Maybe. All this fear about no one wanting to come in isn't much to do about nothing. I mean, we won't know until it comes, and we may not be opening in, you know, for another four weeks, and maybe Georgia will be closing in another week because they open too soon. We don't know. That's why this is kind of a weird time because there's no exact roadmap that says, do this, then this, then that. We'll see. We'll just have to wait and see. There, That was the first sign of hope that I saw that was in the positive direction. Like, oh, wow, this is not as bad as it looked like. Um, so let's get back to some comments. And then, we, by the way, as far as discounting and actually doing a discount and how to discount, we're not going to do that today. We're going to talk about that next week. I do want to talk about discounting because I still feel like there's some people out there going, well, I still need a discount. I just feel like it. And you're just going to ignore all our calls to go full price and just go forward and not live in fear. But I get it. It's scary out there. We're scared. Everyone's scared. And we're all trying to figure this out. And we may have trigger fingers and just say, no, this is Let's just cut the prices and get to the chase. Okay. At least you'll get the client in and God willing, after one discount, they will be full price again and you'll get through this change. Um, a couple of things that were brought out here. Um, Glossy Eyelash Studio says, reach out to your clients and ask them how they are doing. Stay, Stay connected. connected. Yes. I think that's great. 
great advice. Staying connected. Um, let's see. Yes, Georgia salons are open. Last year, said there's usually two reasons. They don't want to come back, the experience or the, or lashes. the lashes. Be okay yes. with asking which it is and be ready to offer fixes. I always offer solutions. Yeah, always offer solutions. A girl after my own heart. Yeah, I mean, basically... The big thing um, to say here that we like to say when something's not right, we say, did we miss the mark? That's yeah, our that's our favorite phrase. phrase. Did we miss the mark? Because there's something that we could have done better. Because it doesn't sound defensive. We're not looking to blame and we're not sounding angry. It just sounds like we're just being kind of cool. And that, man, Piglet, you're just, just going to keep walking all over me here. So anyhow, we'll talk about next week. I really do want to talk about discounting and how to go about discounting. I'm going to try to keep it simple, guys. I mean, really, in the end, is can you afford it? That I mean, if you just want to start thinking about now, can you afford to discount? You just sit down, look at your numbers, and if you don't have a budget and you don't have a plan to expenses and you don't know how much your costs are every month, then that first thing, maybe That's this weekend. That's the first thing that we got to fix. Yeah, this, in fact, you got to know what your numbers are. Work on it this weekend. Sit down and figure out what exactly are your costs. Because if you can do that, your costs are. Everything, everything from being um, what your salary is, by the way. You cost money. Paying yourself costs money. Paying front desk, paying insurance, paying for the rent, paying for product. All that stuff has a number attached to it. And if you were just to go over the last three months, sit down and see what it is per month and average it out, you can figure out this weekend what your actual cost, monthly costs are. And then if you really want to go a little extra mile, you can figure out what your per hour cost is for your open. If you're open 30 hours a week, you can divide the total hours in a month by the amount that your costs were. And then that'll give your monthly expense what your cost is per hour. So let's say for some reason you, you add up your total expenses, you multiply it by the amount of hours you work per week, or you add up the whole hours for the month. The better thing, just go through the whole month, figure out what you do on the average per month. Let's say you work 30 hours a week, so that'd be um, 90, 120, plus you have a couple of usual extra days, so maybe it's 140 hours, you average in a week and a month, and you divide that into the amount of um, your expenses, and that will tell you what your per hour cost is. Like, oh, it costs me 40 bucks an hour to do services. And if it costs you 40 bucks an hour to do services, then you can figure out what your pricing should be, and then more, more importantly, you can know how much to discount. But we'll talk about that next next week. I don't know if Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday, Friday, but we'll figure out one day to sit down and try to talk about how to discount appropriately so that you can actually still make money while maybe giving people a little break. Didn't didn't we talk about the formula for this on one of our podcasts? Do you know what we one talked it was? about? It. Yeah, there is, is a podcast. Is it on our Facebook group about calculating your pricing? So there is a podcast on or the Facebook I, group in the, in the Facebook group. No, I don't think that's okay. in there. I think it's just a podcast we did. There was one thing I did got a little wrong, but it still should give you a basic idea of what you should do. Um, someone, anyway, Lash Nerd, you've got good comments. I lots like of it. comments. Do you want to read this one? Uh, IMO discounts. What's that? IMO. Discounts. In train my your, opinion. Oh, in my opinion. Okay, that's what the. Yeah. All right. In my opinion, train your clients to expect them. You know, regular discounts. Don't train them. No, she's not saying positive. Yeah. In my opinion, discounts train, train your, your clients, clients to, to expect them. them. Right. Regular price trains them to expect full price and a gift or a goodie as a bonus. Right. Yeah. 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 Always. I mean, we've said this before. And we'll probably talk about this next week. Add value. That's the way you go. Add value versus discounting. And when you add value, it means you give away freebies along with the full price as opposed to discounting 
the thing you have. So if that means giving away a little, a uh, little maybe neck massage or facial or something like that, those type of things you can do with really little cost or at a time and uh, go that route. And our, I think we're going to have to wrap up because uh, our pig has decided that we need to go and pet her. I think she's decided this is the time for petting. So we'll finish up with one last move, movie review or movie recommendation, no review. And that is Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I just figured I'd give you guys a silly movie that's goofy, fun, and just just an absurd, crazy movie made back way back in the seventies when probably none of you were alive. But I promise you, it's it's one of the most loved, beloved uh, comedies. Um, People still today quote it. It's been around. It was from a troupe called Monty Python. And Monty Python is probably forgotten by most people because, unfortunately, they're all like in their It's just 70s this wacky, off-the-wall British humor. And it is a great movie. And I promise you, Crystal it is Crystal knows. Crystal knows my thought of Monty Python. Yes, cool. Yes, you always know. <laughs> she was alive. Yeah, well, I think, Crystal, you're one of our contemporaries. Yeah. But I know a lot of people we follow and listen to us amazingly are 20 or 30 years old. They're my kid's age. So uh, we always say things, assuming people know, and then we'd find out later that no one knows what we're talking about. Culturally, pop culturally, that is. So anyhow, guys, hopefully you go watch that movie. Go watch it tonight. Do something fun for yourself tonight. It's the weekend. It's time to like unleash a little bit, rest. In fact, I was going to bring my champagne and have my champagne right now. Uh, Friday nights for me is my champagne night. So I'm going to go have some champagne and... um, Thanks, guys, as always, for watching and listening. We appreciate all your love, your support. Please share this stuff with your friends. By the way, this episode, I think we really give a lot of good value and good content. We really talked about the two big things about to open or not to open and to discount or not to discount. So hopefully, I please, if you felt like this was helpful in any ways, take it, post it, let other people know about it because, you know, we can only do so much. In fact, I'm trying not to sell too hard right now. I'm trying to just give value and help people out. And so if you guys could be our evangelists and let people know, that means a lot and get the word out. And we will uh, be doing this again next week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 6 p.m. And then I will do this again. We had two people come on. We had Cheryl from Untainted Artistry and we had uh, Shelby, Shelby from Lash Boss Radio come online. And we really... <laughs> had a good time with them. I'm hoping to make find a couple more people next week that you guys all love and would love to hear from. I'm actually thinking about trying to get a salon owner kind of um, thing together and we'll see what we can do to help give you guys some value and hear some stories from people and what they're doing and how they're opening and how they're approaching this whole re, you know, re, you know, rescheduling and all that. Okay. okay. The pig is about to go crazy and attack and kill us. So, all right, guys, love you. We'll see you again next week. Take care. <laughs>